0: Hello and welcome back to A Political Coming of
1: Age. I'm Amelia. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Scarlett. Welcome back for episode three. We are super excited. We have a lot on the docket today. Um, really quickly, I just want to preface this episode by
0: addressing my nasally voice. Um, if you thought that my voice was annoying before... This one's definitely not the episode for you. I mean, keep listening.
1: Keep listening. Stay but tuned. But just be warned. I'm
0: sick. So <laughs> I sound... Not with
1: COVID, bit. by the way.
0: Yeah, I've had eight tests in the last three days. It's been rough. A lot of sticks up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> um, But anyway, we have a big topic today. So we're just going to kind of get into
1: it. Right. Um, This is something that I feel like... Amelia and I were talking about this the other day. We both feel like... This isn't really talked about enough at all, um, and I think it's a pretty important issue that affects almost everyone. Um, so, I mean, I think.
0: Well, we're gonna be talking about maternity leave in the United States. Yeah, that's the, we revealed the
1: secret. That's what we're talking about <laughs> Why were we acting like it was a top secret confidential? Because maybe it is. Yeah. Um, I know we've been talking about kind of like feminists related topics for the past couple of episodes but um i feel like this is something pretty important and we've done a lot of research i mean it's gonna affect both of us yeah i think that this affects the majority of people it's a big part of life um yeah and there's some pretty unfair things happening right now in this country to do with maternity leave
0: there's a lot going on and people do talk about it i mean yeah they do but you know people talk about the healthcare system
1: more. Right. But like, I feel like this is even beyond like healthcare because I feel like this is like totally. a human right. It's like such a big part of human life that it's like, I mean, it's we should be equipped to deal with that. Exactly. And it has to do with not. the
0: creation of human life. Yeah. So it's interesting. But preparing for this episode and like doing research on maternity leave or the lack of actually maternity leave in the United States. Felt like a fever dream. Like, I was genuinely in disbelief when I was reading about it and I was reading about what's going on in the United States because I had never really, you know, gone into it and heard about it. I don't really have conversations with people about it.
1: I mean, yeah, we're teenagers, you know, it's like. (laughs) It's not direct, it's not
0: affecting our everyday lives, I guess. But I mean, I'm sure it will one day. (laughs) I mean, yeah, for sure. I plan
1: on having kids, do you? Yeah, we'll be out there in the workforce and we'll have kids and we fending for our lives. Exactly. Um but basically should we give everyone the rundown on what the situation is currently yeah. like?
0: So, the United States is the only industrialized nation that doesn't offer any form of national paid maternity or paternity leave. And considering that this country is one of the biggest economic and political powers in the world, um and we have such a large population i mean it, it, we're such a powerful country we're really sort of failing our citizens in terms of maternity
1: rights right so so tell us tell us about i'll what's give a brief th- explanation of what kind of situation is happening right now um in america the fmla the family and medical leave act is currently enacted um it grants 60% of American employees 12 weeks of unpaid maternity leave. However, eligibility only applies to public agencies, public and private schools, companies with 50 or more employees who have worked 1200 hours over the past 12 months. Um and I know that's kind of like a that kind of sounds like a wider margin than it actually is, but in reality it only really quote unquote protects the nuclear family. I um, mean,
0: of Americans, that's nothing.
1: And also this act was created in 1993. It's incredibly outdated. Um, And it's it's not helping everyone. It's not helping nearly as many people as it should. And it's also not as nearly as expansive and it's not covering everyone that it needs to be covering. But even the 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 people
0: that it does quote unquote cover and quote protect, they're not being protected from anything because they're not being paid. Exactly. So basically if you give birth and you fit in this tiny slim margin 60 percent. think about how many americans are excluded from this but you fit in this tiny margin of people who are included in the current fmla act you get to keep your current position at your job and at your at the company or wherever you work for 12 weeks if you need time off to take care of your child but you're not paid at all so basically it's like taking your vacation days
1: right i mean already as it is like if you look at the u.s compared to other countries we this is insane the way we treat maternity leave compared to in other countries and like considering that it affects so many people i know it sounds like 60 percent of americans is like that's not nothing but when you get down in the nitty-gritty of it it's like And you look at the individual stories like at the end of the day, like people can't really like the vast majority of Americans cannot afford to be taking that much time off of work. So it leaves you in a a really bad situation. Um, And the United States actually ranks last in the UNICEF 2019 report on family friendliness among the wealthiest nations because we have zero weeks of paid leave for both the mother and the father.
0: So. Based on our current system, the FMLA Act of 1993
1: that's enacted. Outdated.
0: (laughs) How dare we say current? (laughs) A low-income parent in the United States is essentially forced to immediately return to work after the birth of their child. You know, if they want to put food on the table,
1: if they want to buy diapers. But then also think about this. Like, let's say that during your pregnancy, you have a lot of health complications and you have to take time off work then it's like okay you take your time off and then you have to go immediately back to work like you're saying or you're forced to work every single day up until the day you give birth and then you can supposedly take time off after in the weeks that like you're getting no sleep and like attempting to raise a newborn child
0: yeah exactly so as a result the child is sort of left mother and fatherless While, And that the child just sort of has no parent actively raising and taking care of them.
1: And you can imagine that's damaging. It's like these parents are having to return to work, like completely sleep deprived, Mm -hmm. physically and mentally drained and heartbroken due to their forced absence throughout their child's formative first years. It's like they really have no choice in the situation. I mean, if you have a nine to five,
0: your child is hopefully you can send your child to a daycare you know and you can send them there and if you don't have enough money to pay for that's yeah that's
1: not the reality for most parents though in this country
0: exactly so it's just sort of it makes no sense and it leads to so many future issues with the child like an absent parent in a child's life results in so much damage within the child and within the family. You know, there's an increase in the likelihood of suicide, drug addiction, and
1: incarceration. I mean, there's so much research to back that up. It's, like, objectively true. I feel like that time you spend raising a newborn, it's very critical. It's like that's an investment in the the child's future, you know? Yeah, the future Um, of your family. And I feel like the connection with a newborn baby as well, it's really important, and I think it's heartbreaking that so many people are forced to make this decision to either choose to like be putting food on the table and having the money to raise their newborn or to have their newborn and have to give up working and put themselves in through such financial hardships.
0: So we're essentially compromising long-term healthy family growth for short-term business gratification, which if you ask me, Seems pretty American. Yeah, right. Pretty pro capitalism.
1: It's like what we value the economy so much that we're willing to it's like the economy is at this point what more important than something that's literally affecting every single person. Like (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) It's beyond me. And we'll get into this later. Yeah. About how the economy actually isn't wouldn't be affected by paid maternity leave, so just keep okay, listening yeah. to hear well, more
1: but now that we've caught you up on what's going on in this country right now with maternity leave here's what we think should happen we're going to offer some hot takes they're not yeah. that hot i feel like they're i think they're pretty, pretty true pretty moderate <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but we think that for starters mothers and fathers in the united states should receive at least 12 weeks of full pay to care for their newborn child And as the wealth gap in America increases, funds should so clearly be raised through taxing the ultra-wealthy. You know, you're kind of
1: killing two birds with one stone. It's the obvious solution. Which, uh, although it may be the obvious solution, I think is actually a lot more political to a lot of people. um, Especially Americans. I mean, it's... Most specifically Americans. I feel like this is honestly, as you're saying, an American issue. It's like only in this country are we... Are, are we making it such like a divided argument about <laughs> the economy versus like a basic human right of being able to raise your child?
0: Yeah, it's nearly impossible to pass that in Congress. And we're,
1: <laughs> we're literally the only country with this issue at the end of the day. I know. And but like as a developed nation, Americans should not have to sacrifice their right to raise a family in order to make rent.
0: Exactly. And we really are the only country with this issue. I mean definitely the only developed country as we mentioned.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean considering like we're literally one of the biggest political powers in the whole world yeah. and it's like seriously it's It's, it's an act of choice at this point.
0: It's embarrassing. And Estonia, okay, here's an example. I know a lot of sort of socialists or people who want social agencies in the United States tend to po- point towards these small European countries as examples. Um who have sort of successful socialized agencies. Um, But Estonia is at the top of the UNICEF list. And just listen to this. This is what the situation is there. They give female employees 18 months of fully paid maternity leave with continued government financial support until the child turns three years old. That's that's amazing. That's That's amazing. amazing. And... One system that I particularly admired, and I know Scarlett admired it as well, is Chile and what's going on in Chile, which is basically where the mother and father receive about half a year's pay, and the mother's allowed 30 weeks paid leave and given the option to transfer some of the week's leave to the father. So if she decides she thinks it's important for her spouse or her partner um to stay with the child and she's feeling well enough to go to work then she can give him some of her remaining leaves
1: yeah and that's that's i think that's a big deal as well that's a difference from estonia um that i actually respect a lot because i feel like we also don't talk about paternity leave enough either but we'll we'll, we'll get more into paternity leave later um At the end of the day, after unloading all this shocking news onto you, you may be relieved (laughs) to see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and some some progress is being made. Very small, at a very slow pace. A slow burn, yeah. Yeah.
0: But hopefully we'll get there soon, you know. We're keeping our hopes up. But after years of public support for paid maternity leave, but there hasn't been any government intervention. I mean, Americans... There's a huge percentage of
1: Americans who do support paid maternity leave. Um, like, obviously people care about this. and we, when we say people aren't talking about it, we mean that like government leaders aren't talking about it like exactly. <laughs> um, there really hasn't been any government
0: intervention, but President Joe Biden proposed his new American family plan uh, oh, yeah, on April twenty eighth. 2021 so pretty recently you know during the beginning of his presidency and
1: uh, d- do you want to s- tell them a little bit about the plan yeah yeah um in this plan biden details 12 weeks paid maternity leave where um mothers will be eligible to receive up to four thousand dollars a month replacing a minimum of two-thirds of workers weekly wages um the plan is projected to cost two hundred. 225 billion dollars and president biden intends to fund the plan by raising taxes on the wealthiest margin of americans um i feel like could this plan probably be doing better when we compare it to chile or estonia yes 12 weeks is what three months um it's the first three months of your child being born yeah i still think that like at that point your child is still breastfeeding um I mean we have we have our issues. And this plan hasn't
0: been drafted. Um, it's just being discussed. It's on like the White House fact page or whatever.
1: You can yeah. feel free to read, the, and read also, it in depth. Another thing about this plan is that it has no mention towards paternity leave.
0: I would say that's the biggest fault, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, we're both very I'm very interested I mean so Scarlett, we're we're both very interested in the lack of paternity leave because I think it's really shocking and I think, I just think it's overlooked. And it has a lot of effects on women. You know, it has... The lack of paternity leave affects women greatly. By not including fathers or the the partner who did not give birth to the child in the leave, um, undue pressure is placed upon the mother to attend to a disproportionate number of responsibilities. So they are basically they are told that they have to take care of the child and it's their responsibility and no one else's. You yeah, know, it's, it's not implying that
1: that it's a woman's job to deal with childcare. Um, and I think that this opens up like a kind of bigger sociological issue, which is... Which, of course, America has supported for a long time, which is the narrative that women should stay home and men should go out and work. Whereas, like, that's not realistic at the end of the day. Like, each individual cam- family has a different case, and that's not always possible. Um, and I know that within, like, the American nuclear family, there's always existed this, like, narrative of, like, women being domestic and staying home, and it's their job to have childcare. But I also think when you look at it, like, not only can this affect like Not only can this affect a woman's life at home, I think it can affect women in the workforce as well.
0: Totally. It's it like
1: number 1, I mean, women are what expected to stay home alone right after like figuring out how to be a mother, right after giving birth, and it's like it's it's it makes you it's It it's it's kind of, it's kind of an isolating experience.
0: Of course, the woman needs immediate leave after she gives birth. Yeah. Because, I mean, she just went through the process of childbirth and childbearing, which is a, you know, takes a great toll on your body. But it really impairs a woman's job and her career.
1: Right. Because that creates this negative dynamic where people are hesitant to hire young female workers as well because it's like, okay, well, then you're going to go take time off. Why are we going to hire you?
0: Exactly. So it definitely hurts women in the workforce. It hurts greatly. working women.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: and so it basically isn't very helpful if it's only being pinned on women. Like, why are we just continuing to hurt working women? Shouldn't we be trying to prevent this? I, I understand where I understand... That Biden is trying to make progress and that he is trying to spend the least amount of tax money.
1: And I still think also that like what people aren't realizing here is that like giving people, giving women most specifically like good support and like governmental support and good maternity leave Um That's like an investment as well, because that means like they have proper time and resources to be able to raise their newborn child and then come back and get back into the workforce and get back on their feet, which is the way it should be. But I think right now it's kind of like women are forced through this horrible purgatory where they're trying to figure out how to raise a newborn as well as maintaining their job. And that's a super unfair situation to be put in.
0: Exactly. It's so. vastly
1: overlooked as well. And especially, in, and then when we have conservatives who have so much to say on maternity leave, um, 50%, 57%, 57% of them think that government funded maternity leave would hurt small businesses.
0: Which is completely untrue. Ben Shapiro, I was just reading this, Ben Shapiro was tweeting the other, not the other day, like a year ago, when a few years ago. He was just tweeting, talking about how paid maternity leave would hurt small businesses so much. It's like, can you read a book, sir? (laughs) Like, you just have to look at the numbers. You know, it's so clearly untrue. It's so easy to poke a hole in. But they claim that the resources needed to retain and hire employees would drain employers and slow profits that when a woman takes time off and they need to find the replacement that that is going to be difficult on small businesses and they can't do that
1: and then of course we and also i'm sorry at the end of the day first of all i'm going to circle back here for a second. It makes it like considering that women are half the population, then you would think, okay, let's do something about this. Like, it's not like it's this small margin of people that are going to be largely affecting the co- economy. Like, no, this is half the population that are having to deal with this and having to navigate this financial burden of becoming a mother. And it, and back to it hurting small businesses, I mean. And then, meanwhile, conservatives have this second argument. Um, that they don't want to tax the rich, but according to President Biden's plan, only ultra wealthy individuals would be responsible to cover these costs. Um, and like if really looking at it at the end of the day, a two percent loss will hardly affect a billionaire's paycheck. Um, and I also think that it's like this is a human problem. like this is a part of life. This is something that we should be investing in.
0: So if anything, this is protecting small businesses because... The money is coming. It's going to be funded by the ultra wealthy, and it won't have to come out of anyone else's salary. It won't have to. The small business is not responsible for funding this. They're not. And in
1: response to the small business argument, it's not like (laughs) like childbirth is some spontaneous thing. It's like you have nine months to prepare for a woman taking maternity leave.
0: Yeah, you have nine months to find a replacement. So it's, it's not like it's all of a sudden sprung on you. It's not going to slow down. You can train them within those nine months. And they'll be up to date by the time the woman gives birth um, and, the, and the partner. So and I, I believe that new hires would actually be greatly beneficial for the small businesses because their replacements would be, you know, focused and productive and it would be a lot more productive and beneficial for the business than a sleep deprived new parents work. You know, there's a difference. One, one got two hours of sleep and the
1: other got nine, which one's going to give you more money. I mean, and further to debunk this conservative viewpoint, um, Biden's plan would also assist small businesses who normally couldn't afford to pay these benefits. Um, like in California, where many employee benefit plans are already in place, these plans have already been met with a 91% approval. Yeah, which is amazing. So, people, it works. <laughs> so, then what is what is keeping us from enacting, like taking further action? Well, you know,
0: I'll tell you what's, keep,
1: what's tell keeping me, us back. Scarlett. Tell me. <laughs> it's
0: Americans' crippling fear. Of government intervention. (laughs) It keeps them up at night. Even though it would help all of them. It would hurt none. And it
1: would just help. And at the end of the day. It's like look at how you were put on this earth. A woman gave birth to you. So... I mean think about the women that you love in your life. Pay it back. Like (laughs) make their lives easier. It doesn't... it, It doesn't make any
0: sense. It's like... Why are we so, so, so scared of
1: putting money towards government-funded AIDS? It's like we have this—I mean, this is a larger conversation, but everyone knows that it's like we have this weird, like, every man for themselves, like, capitalist value and values and beliefs is like, a part of the American identity, um, which doesn't really make sense when you're considering, like, reproduction and, like, the continuation of human life. Um <laughs> At the end of the day, do I think Biden's plan is the end goal? No, I think that it, it it's it won't it's not providing enough coverage to the people who need it. Um, and I also think that it's like they're not going to take action on it immediately. I understand that there's like COVID and stuff happening, but I also think this is a way bigger deal than people make it out to be. Um, But it is a step in the
0: right direction It is a step in the right direction And and it'll benefit the majority of Americans You know, a lot of people will benefit from this If it passes, if they start drafting it So on, so forth But Ultimately,
1: conservatives will need to succumb To some level of government intervention For the well-being of American families
0: Exactly And you know what I think is really interesting? We're spending So much money To to these sort of tax-sucking businesses as band-aids to society, you know, to help troubled children, such as, you know, foster care, prisons. So much money from the American people is spent on that. And so why can't we just get ahead of it by giving generations and generations real parental support? There's so much research to back up that... A loving family will cure so many of these issues right. and we can, you know, redirect that money. that yeah, we were there,
1: there is public support towards this. I was just reading on Pew Research Center that 82% of Americans support access to paid parental leave. Yeah. Like this is something that people
0: want, but... They want it, but they're sh- too scared to let the government step in and to raise taxes. They're well, I also scared. think
1: it's like this whole economy argument yeah um even though that figure that i just mentioned has remained roughly the same for years and it includes support from across the political spectrum yeah like this is at the end of the day i think this is a human issue
0: hopefully something will be done soon hopefully biden's plan will be drafted um and that will be a great day for america it would be amazing it would be a nice step a step in the right direction we would be getting there. Hopefully, paternity leave will come next. <laughs> but that's about it, right, Scarlett? I don't know. That's I all we have to say about it. Yet again, I'm
1: sorry if we sometimes go on tangents, but you know. at least you know that we're speaking from the heart here and that we g- these issues genuinely do matter to us.
0: Yeah we we're trying our best we're trying <laughs> we're our best
1: you guys i
0: also think we might be a little too self-deprecating every time we open the podcast we sort of start with a complaint of
1: some sort you know yeah, we're actually- sorry to be complaining i mean we did just complain about maternity leave valid complaint though i would say no <laughs> yeah for sure and we were gonna start the podcast talking about Scarlett's second car accident you guys would not believe i know i talked about this like a week or two ago about how i got into a car accident I cannot make this up. I was driving home from tennis and I got hit by another car. Like, this is my second one in a month. And I got a parking ticket this week. And I also cracked my windshield. Um, my parents are over it. <laughs> I think I'm over it. I hate driving in LA. Um, yeah. Anyways, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm cursed, you guys. I'm saying I'm not fulfilling the stereotype that teenage girls are bad drivers. People just keep hitting me. It's I literally am at a standstill and people just come and hit me. Exactly. It's like my my car has a sign on it that says like "Please hit me." It's not
0: our fault. I've only I I scratched a car once in Starbucks, the parking lot. I hit this like really expensive Range Rover next to me, and my mom was so mad. But. Anyway, like literally what? That's the biggest tangent ever and we just apologize for going on yeah. tangents. Well, yeah. And we, we are. just apologize for complaining and then we continue to complain. We're blessed. We love our lives.
1: <laughs> not trying to complain. Yeah, we're not trying to complain. We are so happy to be here, you guys. I'm just upset that I keep randomly getting struck by cars and trucks on the road. Anyway,
0: <laughs> thank you guys so much thank you for for listening. listening
1: we will see you next week
0: yeah we'll see you guys next week with the new episode better than ever hopefully i won't be sick okay bye